This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn. Sheila Highland is on the West Coast visiting her hometown in Portland, and uh, she will return in a couple of weeks. Meanwhile, this is episode 28, and today emanating from the Corbrewood Studios in West Deer. Is this West Deer, Jim? Yes, it is. West, West Deer. Deer. Okay. Cor- Corby, West Jim Deer. Potolsky is uh, face for radio productions. He's the man behind the camera. And my good buddy, Jim Crenn, no guests lined up today. It's just you and me, brother. And I thought Aye, you, and it, you and me have well, enough fun. stories between the two of us. So I want to start right, by sharing my encounter with Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh, you I know love, Bill Nye, the science guy? I, I do. And I, I, I love the fact that Larry does this uh, thing with Robert Morris. Uh, it's a speaker series, if you don't know about it, and... He, he talks to the most fascinating people with this series, from Bill Clinton to Bill Nye, the science guy, that Larry gets to have dinner with usually, Dan Rather, whoever it is. And t- you tell me, it's good. It's I, inc- I love it. It's incredible. Uh, and by the way, the uh, University of Pittsburgh just took over the series. Oh, they did? They're okay. going to start their 20th season oh, next awesome. year. And the last one was Bill Nye, the science guy. I want to go in when he's with you. I can't they're at hot. you got to come, man. Because you in. last month it was the former prime minister of england Theresa may see that would be just fascinating dinner and then you get like the head of the cia and then you get a center you know it's a great mix of talent so you go to dinner with them and stuff you hang out yeah they come so cool. to a dinner now they've had them at the duquesne club they've had them at the fairmont they've had them at the renaissance in downtown pittsburgh so my encounter with bill nye the science guy cool. was at the final speaker series event till next season so they introduced me. Now keep in mind, the Renaissance is the old Fulton building downtown where the backside faces what was Three River Stadium, now PNC Park, and the yeah. entire North Shore. Wow. Okay. I used to work on the 11th floor at WEEP Country and WDSY, which is oh, wow. Y108. That was my first professional so you were a country job. country guy. I, I don't I was country before. I can't cool. remember this. Let me tell me this. So, so we would look across from the I studio. Just can't picture you doing country, man. I, well, it, it was originally I just can't picture. Jim. This is so crazy. It was originally 
They took this was a new Larry in a pickup trick. Why do you do it for harmonica? And Jim Petolsky, as a record man, you'd appreciate this. The theory was we're going to take the popular country music <laughs> songs of the day, and you know how they used to have that Muzak where elevator music, where yeah. they would take Beatles songs and make them with an orchestra, and do it. <laughs> yeah. so they took country music and they. Hired an orchestra. They called it the Daisy Custom Orchestra because D S Y was Daisy. So they made it orchestrated. Fresh is wow. a springtime breeze, and you would hear instead of hmm. think of the most famous voices of the time, even right. old school guys like Johnny Cash. Right. Instead of I walk the line, it would be this orchestrated lush music. Oh, oh, I walk the line. <laughs> it, was, wow. it was hideous, man. But you do anything <laughs> to get in a business. You know, I know, just get on the radio. Did you, have to, did, you, did you have to wear like flannel shirts and do remotes and stuff <laughs> like that? And do you have to go, hey, I'm Larry Richard. I met people like. Go and go, yeah, yeah, I know what it's like. I know what it's like, beyond, you know. <laughs> Dottie West. Work on tractor. Whatever. Uh, one day, the Steelers were playing across okay. the river at Three Rivers. Yeah. And I was on the air on a Sunday. And I was kind of sitting there. <laughs> and, you know, I was upset because I couldn't watch the Steelers game. It was a playoff against old are the you? Houston How old Oilers. Are you? How old are you? I was 22. Okay. okay. Country Larry. Yeah. 22. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Guess who knocks on the door? Who? Charlie Daniels. <laughs> That's pretty cool. He sang the national anthem at the Steeler game that day because he's a big Steeler fan. And then he had a concert. What did he show up and go, hey, Larry? Well, he came with his country, guy. Larry. Charlie Daniels is a big dude. Now, do he some comes, shots. He comes with his guy that's like 6'6", all dressed in black with the hat and everything. Whoa. Black hat, black. And he's his bodyguard. And they were scheduled to do an interview. And I didn't know Thank they you. were coming because we had two radio stations. He was going to be on Weep. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, that's Charlie Daniels. <laughs> so You don't lay your hand on a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. He was so nice, Jim. Really? He's cool. Oh, he was totally cool. And I'm like, hey, oh, man, welcome. And you're shocked. He's like, I'm shocked. And, but he's room, doing man. a show that night at the Civic Arena. So okay. he did the day game, the Steeler playoff game. Comes in and hangs with you. And then. Country Larry. I remember the date. It was December 29th that year. That's funny. And on the way out, I saw him again after he did his interview. And he goes, uh, you coming? Y'all coming to the show? <laughs> this is what he says to me. Yeah. And I go. Uh, I don't have a ticket. He goes, you do now. He goes, hook my man up. He tells his bodyguard. So he gets my name. He gives two tickets. So I went, I got to go backstage. That's cool. And, and, and all of a sudden it was cool to be a country fan. Cause Charlie, yes, I love, I like Charlie had a different vibe, you know, he's cool. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah. He definitely has that, you know, and he, you remember the song he vibe. put a Pittsburgh Steeler yeah, fan. You don't in. lay a hand on a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Baby. That was me. That was you, buddy. <laughs> no, country Larry. He, he still talks about Country Larry till this day. I remember I was sweating Jack Daniels. Walked in, there's Larry Richard. <laughs> country Larry. He passed now, Jim. Oh, I know. He's gone. That's his, his honor yeah. of his soul, Larry. Um, but Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> Thanks for telling me so I don't mention him again. Yeah. Charles just Daniels. so you know. you got to always mention if someone passed for me, okay? Just so I don't mention him again. At least, <laughs> why I get? I will do I that. Totally get I it. will do that. I, I will mention sometime in their honor. I'm talking to them up in heaven. But anyway, hopefully, but Bill that's Nye, the case. who is alive. So Bill Nye, very He's much alive. alive. Very good. We're yeah. looking out into PNC Park from the Renaissance Building, okay. across the river. They have. Remember when uh, the Fulton Building? 
their elaborate marble entryway, their lobby used to be oh, heaven, yeah. right. the nightclub oh, heaven. Oh, many nights there, yes. And so Bill Nye's looking out across into PNC Park, and they introduced me as the moderator for the speaker series, and they said he's with KDKA. And Bill Nye's looking out there, and he goes, KDKA Pittsburgh. He knew the yes. <laughs> He knew, was, he knew it was the original radio station, he said the, and he said radio, one of the greatest inventions in human history. And, of course, he would be right. Up there with the phone. He's Bill Nye, the science Boom. guy. Those two. Yeah, he's Bill Nye. He knows. What am I saying? So he was really popular. They had the youngest audience they've had in 10 years. Wait, Bill Nye's audience? Oh, his audience. It was a lot of students. There were teachers but there. He's the science guy. There were, and, and I have three kids. When they saw, I posted a picture right. of me with Bill. I got a text from each of my kids independently going, oh, my God, Dad, you're with Bill Nye, the science guy. And I've been with all these, as you saw the <laughs> list of presidents people. Yes. And, uh, you know, they didn't care about any Dan of Rather, that. Rather, whatever, anchor people, whatever. But the one takeaway with Bill Nye, before we move on, he said when he was in third grade, yeah. he had a teacher, and she told the class that if you look up on a clear night, there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand. Wow. And Bill said he went to the beach, and he goes, wait a minute. He says, "There's, come on, this is ridiculous. Right. Look at all the sand. It goes from the way to north around. I, I'm, I'm with him on the debate. Right. But, but he's, and then when he got older and when he learned more about, he's really into space travel, and he really into the universe. And he said then he realized that that was really wrong. Does he have a legal weed card? <laughs> I was curious. I bet he does. They actually asked him about it. I knew that, but yeah. he probably has it, I'm sure. But anyway, go ahead. No, he's not an imbiber, no, although he said, imagine him he having said every he other, have it. every other storefront in California is, is a nail salon, <laughs> some kind of weed store. <laughs> yes, yeah. or an edible weed store. And I forget what like the other place was. But probably a Chinese I don't know what made me think that. I guess because of the whole, you know. Yeah, I know. Hey, he, man. He's eclectic. You can tell eclectic. he's smart. And he's really sharp, and he's got a good sense of humor. You would appreciate that because he yeah. can think on his feet. So anyway, he said after he learned that it was exponentially more hmm. stars than there is sand, to give you some idea. And, and then yeah. he goes, I realized I'm nothing. I'm not even a great – I mean, compared to what's out there. <laughs> right. We're not to get too small, heavy. Small, minuscule, yes, compared to the universe. Yeah. But he was very yeah. popular. Bill Nye. That's, that's, that's an interesting guy. guy. So – where did you have dinner with them? Did you have dinner at the place? At, did you go at the Renaissance? At the Renaissance, you had a dinner. They okay. have on that second floor. If you so walked in the old Fulton Building yeah. lobby, okay, you so remember the marble staircase? Yeah. So that's where you had dinner. On though. the second store, facing the Allegheny River, right. overlooking PNC Park, they have this spread banquet room. Oh, see, I thought you, I thought you like took him to like Cracker Barrel or somewhere nice. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I you, <laughs> Bill Clinton like, would have been great there. He loved Cracker Barrel. I love Cracker God, okra, the okra sugar. <laughs> Have you ever had that? I did take and cheese here. When we did Amazing Racer, the movie, yeah. John Mowat and yeah. I wrote yeah. and produced, we took Lou Gossett Jr., <laughs> Academy Award winner for his movie. The million movies, yeah. Officer and a Gentleman, mm -hmm. remember? Oh, we Legend. took him to Bravo in Robinson. Ah, there you go. This is like on a Thursday night, and people were walking by the table. That looks like, like Lou Gossett Jr., and it was. And Frank Johnson, the director, was there. <laughs> You remember Frank? Oh, yeah. And uh, my son came with me. Now, my son had never seen Officer and a Gentleman. Right. But him and Lou were so gracious to him, they hit it off. They're talking. And then 
when we leave, I said, you've never seen his movie that he got an Academy Award for. And he goes, no. We stopped at Walmart, bought the oh, DVD, God. okay, went home and watched it. My son was blown away. He goes, Dad, oh, my God, he's so good. I'm like, yes, that's, that's Lou Gossett Jr. That's the Academy Award nomination. That's the man. It's <laughs> pretty damn good. Mayon- do you remember that movie? I do, yeah. I uh, want your uh, D-O-R mayonnaise. <laughs> I want to know. Lou Goss is great, but the best one you had was you had Daryl Hannah in that movie. Daryl Hannah. Daryl yeah. Hannah, come on, from Splash oh. days. This is Daryl Hannah. Pretty amazing. Was she pretty amazing? Yeah, she was yeah. very talented. I mean, did she, she played to, did a she go to Bravo ever? Psychologist. No, we didn't take her to dinner. Who? No. We took Krista she, Allen to Nema Coleman. I love Krista Allen. Do you know her? Oh, God, she's so hot. Yeah, I love her. She was the girlfriend actress. of Eric Roberts in the, in our movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I saw you movie a while ago. I couldn't remember. I didn't realize that she is when she stunning. came to the set, she was in some of these em- Emmanuel movies. Do you ever remember? Yes, I do. Yes, they're like kind of. And all the guys on the set were like kind of going. Hard R, X-ish, kind of, sort of. I'd just say a hard R. Hard R. Very hard. <laughs> Very hard R. She is a rather amazing actress. Yeah. She, she's uh, she's still acting. She's, she's actually. Looks yeah, she wonderful. was just she's in beautiful. something recently. Still, yeah. Beautiful woman. Where my wife says, isn't that uh, one Chris of your Dale. actresses for the movie? I look on, I'm like. Are you allowed to say beautiful woman anymore? I don't know. Am I allowed to say that? No. I really wish you would. I shouldn't have said no, that. No, you shouldn't. She's I feel a bad. beautiful now. woman. We better and say. Very brilliant and all that. But still, and a great actress. Let's take a break then. again. We need to again. Re- refresh. <laughs> Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cran, Sheila Hyland, back with us in a couple of episodes emanating from the Corbury, Corbrywood. Corbrywood, Corbrywood Studios in West Deer. Yes. And it's a really cool space. John Bento's house. John Bento and Face for Radio's Jim Petolsky mm-hmm. for putting this all together. Episode 28. Back with Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highlands, taking a couple of episodes off because she's traveling to her hometown out west. Hope she's having Portland. a good time, Jim. I, you know, I, I was in Portland right before the uh, the pandemic at the comedy club there. And uh, Mark Eddy and I were there, co-headline. And it was the most interesting. Uh, uh, I love. I like that city. It's a real cool city, man. It reminded me of Pittsburgh a bit in a way. It's, I hear it's, it's got a good vibe, you know. It's edgy. Is that how it's would edgy. you describe it? It's, I would say a lot edgy. of homeless it's, people. Yeah, I, I got there um, early uh, when I, I remember doing a club and I went to a cigar shop because cigar people know the city. So I always like to go in the day early when going playing the city, performing, and they're always welcoming cigar people. So so these guys, hey, what's it like here? And they said, well, you'll like it. Edgy, great city, great foodie city and all that stuff, which is great restaurants. Uh you know, edgy kind of restaurant, different stuff. But anyway, they said uh, the homeless, uh, there's a problem a little bit because uh, people are flocking here because the weather's not extremely bad or, you know, not extreme cold and things like that or extreme heat. And they have a lot of laws where you're allowed to just plant yourself right anywhere, like basically in, on the sidewalk or there was no, you weren't allowed to move the person. Put a little tent up right on the sidewalk. Be like walking on Penn Avenue, putting a tent up and I'm living here. No one could see in front, in front of a store or whatever. And they said the average income was seventy thousand dollars a year for a homeless person, sixty to seventy. What? Swear to God, if you hustled, that th- you could get sixty. They were making sixty to seventy thousand. They had no rent. 
or mortgage. No rent. Carbo boxes are not much. And, and <laughs> the, they were so good that there was a Friday show, uh, second show. We were flip flopping. One guy would open, you know, Mark and I taking turns opening. So I opened the second show and I said, well, I'll meet you back at the hotel. I'm going to you know, leave. And so it's Friday night. So I'm waiting for an Uber outside to get back to the hotel. And this uh, guy comes up, you know, homeless guy, and he goes, uh, probably get a nice home for 70 grand. But anyway, but he said, uh, hey, uh, can I have uh, some money? And I said, um, well, can I have $20? Now that is an impressive, a very, that's a, that's your $70,000 a year homeless guy from your $40,000 a year homeless guy. This guy went right for $20. And I was very impressed, but he didn't get it. I said to him, I said, I didn't have cash. I said, I don't have any cash. I said, credit card. You know what he said? He goes, there's an ATM right down the street. We can go. And I, I, I said, I can't. My Uber came. But still, again, very impressed with him. I would say he is like the big time. Like he's a 75 grand guy, I would say, because of that, the way he maneuvered, very aggressive, you know, went right for the 20. But, you know, th- th- but he's a, there was grinders, I'm sure, out there making 50, 60. <laughs> but could you imagine 70 grand? And if you think of if you do, if you do it well, you could do it well, right? What if you're like the best at that? If you put the effort in, if you put the effort in, but the, if you make, if the average income sixty to seventy, are you? You could get a home, get a nice home, get a real. So they're getting like a nice apartment, and go out and do the thing, and sit there with a little. If you get, if you get a dog, you got to get a dog. If I had a dog, what, me and Larry, Larry's a cute dog. If I put like a little sweater on Larry and I go to Portland, I believe I remember sitting there thinking, I think. I don't want to brag or anything, but I really think, I think I'd be a 70, 85. I think I'd go 85. Easy. I think, I think I'd be a high upper echelon guy to do that. I can get, I could just, I'd have Larry. Now you, you would be six digits. Six digits. Yes, you're hundred grand. I'll tell you why. <laughs> harmonica. Boom. Oh, I could play the play harmonica. Play the harmonica. You have the harmonica. You know, have a little bit of the disheveled look. You have to mess your hair up a little bit. A little bit has to go sideways. The hair has to go weird. And uh, if you get a monkey, really make a lot of money, I'm sure. Monkeys are very good little squirrel monkeys. Are, yeah, our issue is totally different here. And the people yes. that are you know living under bridge. I met that Dr. Jim oh, Withers who's yeah. created street medicine where mm-hmm. this is a guy. Think about a heart of somebody like this who goes out. And he created the whole street medicine where he took medicine to people. And a lot of people in those conditions have mental I- health issues in a lot of these people I, I know some people you know live on the south side that, that i've become friends with i know some they're people that have uh you know war veterans and they, they work really hard and they, they don't, can't make enough for their rent they, they try to have an apartment and it's hard it's really they really have a hard time out there so you know they're they're hard working good trying to get a job or you know between jobs or having it, some ailments there's a lot of so give to your local food bank and you know or local you know mission and there's a lot of great worms around Pittsburgh, you know, so. Well, I got something for you. I'm going to shift gears on you. Okay. I did a scene in a movie oh. three years I, ago. Wait, is this the one? Do I remember this? Is this one you, did you wear a mustache? Yes, you I remember, do remember I, it. I remember you, why did I remember you wearing the mustache? Did you wear it out? No, but I, I sent you a picture. No, that was it. it. Okay, I couldn't remember you wore the mustache. Yeah. yeah. Because they had to glue it on, the whole, like a bristle. Yeah, like, oh yeah, it like was intense. Thing. It was no, really I couldn't I didn't recognize you in the photo. Man. The movie is called Unsinkable. It's yes. being produced here in Pittsburgh. 
Yes. Brian Hartman is the executive producer. His son, Cody's the director. Yeah. Brian co-wrote the screenplay. Okay. And they've been trying to get this story about the legal battle that went on right. after the right. after the ship sank. Mm-hmm. So the William Penn doubled as the Waldorf Astoria. I was a reporter. That's and right. we ran in to ask this guy questions who was a survivor, but uh-huh. he was a, one of the crewmen on the ship. Mm-hmm. So this is all documented this right. is real stuff so covid hits puts their production flattens everybody There's a lot of production you know, and they got this big budget they got a lot of work to do so brian calls me just the other day and he said larry i would like if you could get a couple of your celebrity friends to be in a court scene now you're going to be senators or something you're going to be at this principal's table Mm. So you're going to be in this shot. And it's going to take about two days to go through all these scenes. <laughs> and yeah. who do you think? And I go, Jim Crenn. <laughs> and I swear, Jimmy, he goes, hell yeah. You really? Yes, he did. Okay. He goes, hell yeah. Do you think you can get him? There's not a lot of money in it, but I go, I'll call him. I work for food. And then I was looking at for pictures. So I sent yeah. him a picture of you and I mm-hmm. at Steamworks. Okay. And he goes, perfect. Because it's a period piece. So yes. you got the, you know, you, like, you got yes. that little grout, you know. Yes, I look like a guy from the 1912 or whatever it was, or 14, 19, 16, 18, yeah. 19, 20. 1919. 19, I'm a 1919 guy. A lot of people say that. So then I oh, said, 19, who 19, else? Look. And I was paging. Mm-hmm. So at the O'Reilly Theater, yeah. I did a few good men. I was a judge in a Marine Corps right. uniform. <laughs> then I split the role with. Rocky Blyer. The Rock. I call The Rock. It's awesome. So The Rock, I think he can do... I think he's going to come. Wait, is Rock going to be this with us? I think so. Oh, my God. I called Rocky. I said, how would you like to be in a movie with Jim Cren? And you and I. And he goes, I think I'll do it. So This is huge. This is big. This is big. I am so excited about hanging with Rocky. (laughs) And you you and I. You and I hang with Rocky. Forever, you and I. We always be in that movie, too. We always talk about the movies everybody wants to we be in movies. a movie it's so fun that we'll be able to see the movie and <laughs> you me and rocky Blair, be awesome and rocky was all in i mean he was excited about it oh rock has to do it I hope he does. so they said that if things go well okay they have most of it in post-production but they had to shoot some additional scenes this is one of them so the courtroom we'll, scene it's a big this is a, it's a big scene scene and if we're in it we're gonna be in it. i gotta have a like, good face expression people go to the movie you gonna you gotta go mug. Yeah, you got to look. Like, okay, like, I'll throw out something at good. you, and you just react. Good. Here's Jim Cren, even though it's a good. the audio portion of our Ready? podcast. No, here's the video too. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe <clears throat> there's video over there. Maybe yeah. I'll take a little video of it. In good. fact, yeah, I can do, do that right now. Okay, let's do it. So I'm going to take a video. I'm just going to throw something at you. <clears throat> you direct so, me. So Jim, you're sitting <clears throat> at the table. Go ahead. At the table. You're observing the courtroom all observation. Right. Okay. And uh, all of a sudden, okay. Uh, some shocking testimony comes out. Okay, ready? Shocking, Jim. Now, wait, now, this is the way I do it. All right. I'm subtle. Okay. Very much you, subtle. You want I'm subtle. I'm subtle. I'm not like, I'm not like, say it's shocking. I'm not like, oh, not like that. I'm like going. Nice. Nice technique. Like that. I That was strong. Thank you. All right. Yeah, give me that one. Now I'm getting, this will be easy for you. I got it. Okay, it's a little. Subtle, Good. Comic relief, something in the courtroom makes everybody chuckle. Ready? Yeah. Subtle. <laughs> oh, 
God, that's so believable. That's it like that. All right, I'm going to throw you a curveball with this give some, one. Give me some challenge. All right, here, here you are. Suddenly, right. okay. you're recognized in the courtroom okay. as being an exorcist. Get out. Get out, you devil. I love that. I possess me. I'm repossessing you. Then I laugh. That's chuckle, good. My chuckle again. Oh, me, I got more drama. Give me I, I got to post this. This dramatic. is strong. I think you're going to nail it. I, I am so excited. So you get you in? in? Yeah, I'm in. Should I should Give I me. let them know? Hell yeah. Tell me, uh, Rocky and you were signing the deal. We just got, we want 2.5 million for this picture. We'll sequel, we'll go for five million as it grows we went two points went two points Tom. three points whatever that means i don't know what that means i don't know what that means, I that means nobody ever gets I paid three points in the, i know we <laughs> you get you produce points. movies that doesn't mean anything that means nobody gets paid <laughs> no all right i want to ask you i see jim you're wearing a new bracelet i'm going to ask you about that yeah. cool. it's larry richard unfiltered with jim Cren, sheila highland back with us in a couple of episodes from corbury wood studios here in west deer and uh, we want to thank A Face for Radio Productions executive, Jim Petolsky. It's episode 28. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Hyland back with us in a couple of episodes. By the way, next episode, you're going to meet the artistic director of the O'Reilly Theater, the Pittsburgh Public That's Theater downtown. Jim, man, this is big. Man. This could be our break because when we Movies see the her, yeah, I do we'll be on now. the precipice of right. doing another movie. Right. And then who knows, maybe some stage work. We go to stage. We tell them, we, look, we want to we wanna dial it down a little bit. Larry and I will look and go, look, we've done enough movies with Rocky Blyer. We want to go <laughs> We want to. We want to go back to our roots, back to the theater. Where stage. We, where it belongs. The Thespian. Theater. Yeah, back, back on to the where, boards. where we could just be with people again the cameras are wonderful but larry and i want to be back the people back in our roots so i'm in yeah have you ever done a stage play i mean i know obviously with your comedy you've been on many stages well i've been i was in about seven movies but 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 one stage when i was a kid i was a kid i was luther billis in south pacific in our high school musical at north catholic that was my only stage no way yeah i played the luther it was fun but uh i was uh you know won the talent show and the Director to places you want to have a role for you and put made me this character in South Pacific. It was cool. It was fun. So, but that was the only stage play that I you know was ever in front of an audience in. So besides you know performing live stand up and all that kind of stuff. But well, that is about to change, my friend. I'm, Mariah C. Kaminsky. We are gonna, you're going to meet her. She's going to change your life. I could see us. You and either I that or we're going to get thrown out of our own podcast. No, we want to. We want to be in that production. That, Pittsburgh production of Cats or something, you and I, you know? Lane you know Nids. what? I, I'll tell you, I was asked to be, you know what an don't extra me, is, obviously. Yes, don't tell me you're going to be a cat. No, no. And cats, I would no, all no. over right now. And by the way, I've seen, it has not been seen yet, but what? it's an unfinished movie called The Great One. Oh. You play a, a, a great scene in that. I've seen it because I was there at the editing room. Speaking of Brian. It's going to be a great movie. That's going to be a great movie. It People in Pittsburgh are going to love that. The late, great Russ Babin is his yeah. project. And he was one of the nicest human beings, a brilliant man, he, and just kind. He passed because of cancer way too young, but yeah. his whole life's mission was love to this. make this film. We Jim's it in it with a speaking role. It's, it's uh, um, He was such a kind man, Russ, and he made sure I had this role that really is a, it's a great role he gave me. It was really funny. You know, nice character. It's a funny kind of character, you know? 
It's not a really, it's not a comedy, but he gave me the comedic role. So it's kind of him. You still would like to act. I love acting. I love doing it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. My friend Chris Robert put me in a, uh, a you know, a couple movies and uh, had other, Tom McGall's and a few movies here and, and Russ, Russ uh, Bean's movie. And so I did maybe, you know, little, little roles uh, here and there. So I love it. Yeah, I do love it. You you like it too, though. You're you're, you're behind the scenes and, and on. You like camera, right? You're you like acting. I always thought that the acting part was pretty an amazing. I mean, I just didn't think I could make money or as a living. You know, ninety five percent of actors are unemployed. I was in a movie. It's on. Uh, you get it on Amazon. It's on on demand. Another you. Uh, and, uh, it's real. It's a you know cool movie. Uh, Diego Benetta is uh, who was in. Uh, Rock of Ages, he's a star. But anyway, the scene, I'm a professor in the movie, and uh, where the leads, Mika Senya Solo and, and Diego Bonetta are the two stars of the movie. Another, so I am in a scene with these two real great actors. Diego Bonetta is a huge actor, like in, in, uh, in uh, yeah, Mexico and right? in, uh, South America. Hispanic he's community? A, he's huge, yeah. So really nice guy, great actor, Ksenia also. But I'd about maybe like, 10 lines, maybe eight lines, whatever. Uh, but it was interesting. In the two days we shot, it reminded me of stand-up a lot. Because I had to get my 12, 10 lines, 12 words. Hit the spot. Don't sound like you're reading. Act it out. But the interesting thing is you have to do the exact same thing, like over this shoulder, that shoulder, like nine different ways. It's tedious. And it's tedious to hit the same way in the same movement, the same you know, voice inflection and everything. So it is tedious. I, I'm amazed. Um, the energy you put out is more than more than you think. A hell of a lot more than yeah. ends up on film because you're in that fight or flight it, mode and it's extremely you know, tedious. And when you're not a star, when you're just you know a side role guy, it's not funny to me you can't mess up because because it costs money. Right. Time is money there, and so you know how they have the outtakes where people are laughing bloopers. Only the, the stars could do that. Right. But when you're not, you, no bloopers. You can't do that because that's money. Well, so you got to know your lines. Have you ever been to an opera? Uh, a real yeah, opera? Uh, yeah. Um, Phantom of the Opera. Does that count? No. I don't know. It's the closest I've ever You come. remember he used mm. to run the Pittsburgh Opera. Do you I remember a guy singer, named... Lead, lead. I never heard a real opera, no. I don't Tito, think I'd be allowed in one. The only one I was I ever banned at. I operas, I'm pretty sure. I was in. You read an opera? Yes. You know what they call an extra in an opera? A supernumerary. Get the hell out of here. No, big. So Why don't you just call it an extra? I, I agree. Super but opera, it's like you're one to yeah, be. So, so you're a little above everything when you're an opera person. Super On my radio show, numenary. I was doing TV at the time. Yeah. You're an opera? You sang? The old... Pittsburgh opera leader was a guy named Tito Cababianco. Okay. Do you remember I, that I name at all? I don't know how you remember names like this. You're amazing. Tito Cababianco. You remember names like Jim, do you ever that's remember crazy. hearing Tito Cababianco? I do not. Well, he well, had this really rich voice, and he said, this was live on the air. Yeah. And he asked the same question I just asked you. Larry, have you ever been to the <laughs> opera? And I said... Phantom I was thing. just in Miami at the opera house. I saw Phantom of the Opera. There and you go. He started laughing. He goes, oh, <laughs> Larry, you're so funny. Oh, God. Meanwhile, I you. realized uh, Phantom's a musical. Count. Yeah, it is. It doesn't count. So. It counts for me. He said, how would you like to be a supernumerary? And I go, what's that? He said, yes, I would. He said well, it's like an extra in a movie. Mm -hmm. So we did a two-part TV series. 
as you as a supernumerary. I went to get my costume, and the guy comes out, and I said, where's my costume? And he he has it on. It's like an Egyptian loincloth. Oh, no. And he's waving. And he goes, here you go. Is this and video I go, anywhere? Is there a video of this anywhere? I swear to God, I'd pay it yeah. right now. I will pay. I'm, Jim, so, Solsky, get, if you get, give me, I'll pay. I don't care what it is. So I say to oh, him. Check. I say to him. See Larry in a loincloth. I go, uh, where's the rest of it? Yeah. And he goes, That's this it. is it. Wow. So Don't tell me you have a photo. Do you have a photo of it? No, I don't. Come on. Yes, you do. You're lying. You do. So I said, my <laughs> body is so white, I'm almost transparent. Yeah, How can I look like a Middle Eastern? In the, this is Aida, be, which is yeah. an Egyptian it theme, right? So you'd be the yeah. They said he goes, we're gonna paint your body. <laughs> so they they had a they team, your body. They painted a team of people painted my entire body. You so need, I you was need, you would need a team. I looked t- super tan. You would need a team. So white, you need the team. Oh my gosh! You just can't. One person can do. They they walk and go. One person cannot do this. <laughs> Call the team right now. So then I am get the team in here with the guys that are. Call Sherman be. Williams the first day. <laughs> get this guy painted. Get them all out here. I was with the guys that I was going to be on stage with. Yeah. And I said, "What's our motivation, guys?" And they go, "It's the triumphant march." Like, don't you like, get like, like where are you oh, been? we're excited. Where you been, family of the opera boy? I said, so what are we? You don't know you're done, They right? said, well, we're playing uh, super roles. Supernumerary. Well, Whatever it's called. Supernumerary. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. All right. No, it's not a guy. It's a thing. It's, it's a, like yeah, an extra. Supernumerary. I said, what are we? You said, uh, extra. Papierieros. I said, what's, what's that, that mean? Street swine. Oh, typecasting. It's also an appetizer. So, At Bravo, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I ended up being in... In opera, That's but amazing. never actually attending. That's pretty cool, though. You were in an opera. I was in one. There aren't many people who have been in an opera or allowed in an opera, probably. <laughs> Did you sing at all? Did you do a little singing? No. They told me. You weren't allowed? No, I had to fake oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, Did you just like mouth? You lip yeah, sync an opera? And and when I stepped wow. back, I was asking the guy, when are we singing? They were about to sing. And as sing. soon as I stepped back, I stepped on his foot and they started singing. Oh! Really? Oh, yeah. Did you? <laughs> True story. I would give anything to see you painted on with the link that must be hysterical what was let me see if i can dig that up for our next episode because oh man that's you we can show mariah c kaminsky your your role artistic director i can stretch your role you can do anything i forgot to tell her yeah you got some stage work i'm in it yeah man in an opera opera. pretty cool you want to see my egyptian thong that was the only no there's the end of your stage work any other stage work not for well i did a few good men on stage? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That was the O'Reilly Theater. Oh, that, that was, was a theater legit. Thing. I didn't know you did that on a theater. I'll show you the picture. I thought you were only a film guy. I didn't think you did theater. No, I did I theater. Was strictly film, I thought. Larry, strictly film. No, and film. thanks to you, I did stand-up at Steamworks. I know you've done stand-up. Did in 10 minutes. Actually, great 10 minutes. Really impressed, actually. You Got killed it, laughs. by the way. And I want to give T.J. Klusavage. Yes. It, we uh, did a for, We did a fundraiser for, uh, with TJ for autism. It was fun. He bills himself as the autistic comic. Very brave of him to get up and do that. He's uh, really sharp, and yep. that was a lot of Good fun. Now, shout out to John Bento and Steamworks and everybody that supports that. And oh, that was very the, gracious to you. Yeah, that's we're going to end on the bracelet. Yeah. So I told you I wanted to know where, Jim, you got this bracelet. So it's describe my, it. My friend, friends, uh, Rich and Laura, uh, you know, I grew up Catholic, and, and uh, they did too. they they were they got this uh, from Magic and it's the actual stones 
from where the Blessed Mother, you know, appeared, whatever. And, and so they gave me, they got me this bracelet, which I was really honored and excited. So thanks, Rich and Laura, for this bracelet. So we were just talking. You said, where's, and I said, what's Magigoria? And you said you were just talking about it's it. It's so crazy. Said, wow, it's, you and I have this coincident thing going where things happen and we just go, God really? In mysterious ways, right? Last night, I was talking to a gentleman about, I once got a rosary blessed at Medjugorje, and we were talking about a mutual friend that had passed from cancer. And I said, when I saw him, I didn't didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. But something told me, give him those rosary beads. Wow, yeah. And I did. In his final days, I gave... The Medjugorje, the Medjugorje rosary beads. That's pretty cool, man. And now powerful stuff. you've brought out this bracelet. Yeah, it came out just this happened randomly. Got that? Got it a couple weeks ago. Just put it on today. Just had it in drawers. I don't know why. It's something impulsive. You don't have to give it, it to me, but so, I am looking at right, it longingly. <laughs> well, it's a gift. Though. No, we'll go. Wait till, yeah, I would love to go to Medjugorje. Wouldn't it be cool? I, I can wonderful. make that happen. You are a travel guy. We, what are we going to do? Some yeah, we're going to do some traveling, man. We got to talk. We, did we got some trip. invites to do some really cool stuff. Uh, I'm ready. I'm packed. Wait till I'm Sheila hears. Yeah, packed and ready to go. Got my shot. Got my passport. Got all my shots. Got everything. Jim Cren, <laughs> movie maker, now yes. on stage. Yes. Unsinkable. Yes. Still have not done theater, but I'm working well once as a high school, but that doesn't count. I mean, you have to, your theaters. I want major theater. You want big theater. I don't have that yet. Though. You want. I, I could just say, we could just say I only do film, though. It's kind of like that kind of cool. Jimmy just does film. Jimmy he's, he's is just on film. He's just a film. So, you know. Well, thanks, so I brother. Just, I don't do TV. I, do, I just do film. I feel like we just <laughs> had a conversation. We did have a conversation. This is what we talk about. When we're having lunch. When we're having Randy Sam yeah. in front of us. And, South and then we're usually scheming on how we're going to make millions of <clears throat> yes. dollars with the Yinzer stuff. We're making it. We're getting there, buddy. We're getting it's, there. It's slowly happening. Slowly but inch by inch. Thanks to you. Yeah, we'll thanks tell you about the Yinzer hot dog. Uh, Face for Radio Productions, Jim Potolsky. Thank you. Really cool space out here. John Vento's Corbury Wood Studios. Why can't you say that? You're, you're, you're like the best announcer. We're the ones the best in the country, actually. And for some reason, that word gets you. What is it? You could say anything. Corbury Wood. I, what I is can't it? say it either. Corbury Land. Would you say Corbury Wood? You, yeah, you would see. Is that right? Yes. It sounds like you're not saying it it's right, Corbury but you are. Corbury Wood. I've been called Corbury Wood for like four Corbury years. Corbury Wood. Yeah, I call is it Corbury right? Wood till today. So and you had, by the way, I'm right. going to be a guest public address announcer for the Pirates oh, for a wow. few games. Because Tim DeBacco, who was there you don't do? you 34 do seasons. He's everywhere. He's I swear seven. to God, I was at the Rivers Casino with my mother playing slots, and there's Larry's voice going, Jim, Jim, how are you doing? I'm, what the hell's going on? This is Larry's. Larry's Welcome to Rivers Casino. Yes, Larry's piped through there. Everywhere I go, Larry's what voice What position did you me. play in Little League? Uh, I was a left fielder. Left fielder, Jim Cren. Thank you very much. Does that sound good? Yeah. Number one. Batting third. And episode 28. <laughs> I want to thank Dick Roberts, our producer. And Sheila will be back in a couple of episodes from her journeys west. Meantime, Odyssey, that's a free app you can download, or kdkradio.com. And episode 28, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cran and Sheila Hyland is a wrap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 